We do have Lily Zhao on the show today, but I wanted to let you know that this conversation was recorded before the news about David Bakhtiari and Christian Watson landing on the PUP dropped. And so it was not something that we were able to discuss. Uh, we are back to five days a week this week. So we are going to have plenty of time to dig into all of that. But I felt like we couldn't not react to it in some way. And when you go back a couple weeks, go back to mandatory minicamp and the conversations that we had at the time about David Bakhtiari not being on the field. And what did I say? I said, unless and until he is not on the field when training camp opens, this is just something to monitor, not something to be worried about. We have now passed that threshold. He is not going to be ready for training camp. He's going to open training camp on the physically unable to perform list. The name is telling in this case. The fact that he is still physically unable to perform is a big, big problem. And I was, it wasn't that I was trying not to be alarmist. I was trying to be reasonable and logical back when, when we didn't see him on the field for mandatory minicamp. It wasn't like I was trying to act in any certain kind of way. I felt like I was being reasonable when I was talking about what we were seeing from him. It felt reasonable at the time to say, well, this is just minicamp. He doesn't need minicamp the same way Aaron Rodgers doesn't need minicamp. So if he's not all the way 100% or he's not in peak physical condition because of the offseason that he's had, then it's fine that he's not out there for minicamp. But they could have rested him. That's the thing that I think we have to remember. So I, I, I've been seeing this and hearing it. Oh, this is about just getting him rest. Well, no, you could rest him at training camp. He wouldn't have to be out there doing a ton of things. You could just give him days off and let him do work on the side. But the fact that they're actually having to give him a designation as physically unable to perform, that is the part that is troubling in this case. And I don't... <laughs> I don't want to go quite to the place of his career is now in jeopardy. I've been seeing that a lot. Oh, he's done. His career is over. That this is the deal. Just accept it. No, I don't. I don't think we need to go to that place just yet. Um, because of the offseason that he's had, because of the need to have, you know, additional cleanups and because of the swelling and because of the fact that, you know, as he said in an interview earlier this offseason, he has a, a, a abnormal amount of liquid in his knee relative to other people. And so he is prone to some of these kinds of things. Maybe this is just a rest recovery maintenance thing where, okay, if you just give him a little extra time, you know, two, three extra months, then that that gets him ready for the season. You know, the, the Packers need him for October on. That being said, just as we did in, in minicamp, I think it's something we do have to monitor. And that is not something that I say lightly because I, I, I felt like for, for minicamp that it was hyperbole to get to that place. Um, and now that we're here 
and he's still physically unable to perform, still can't get cleared to go out there, I think we have to start asking those questions. And we have to start at least thinking about the possibility that physically his knee is just not going to allow him to play. And that would obviously be terrible and forget the on-field part of it for the moment not not the least of which because they have what I think is two quality NFL tackles and I think they'd be fine if Yash Nijman and Elton Jenkins are their starting tackles come you know December January it would suck for a pillar of the Green Bay Packers community and I mean that in all of the senses of that word not just in the locker room but of course in the locker room not just on the field but of course on the field, not just in the community, but of course, in the community, not just as a culture setter and a leader, but of course, as a culture setter and a leader. It's all of those things that he provides. And to not have those things would be, I I think, not devastating in that it would be that deleterious to the actual team, but devastating from a, a personal standpoint. As from a fan standpoint, from a team standpoint, to just say, to have someone who was so invested in being a Green Bay Packer, to carrying the G, as it were, to lose that kind of presence would be devastating from a, just an emotional standpoint. And, you know, again, I don't think we need to quite get there yet, but it's something that at least needs to be on the radar. I know there's a lot of I told you so is going on right now. Um I, I don't, I, whatever, I mean, fine. Uh, if you want to take a victory lap, I, I think it, the most reasonable position uh, a couple months ago was to just wait and see for training camp. Now that we're here um, and we've waited and we've seen, um, <laughs> it's not great. And if it's you know like a week or two and he's out there, okay, great. But right now we haven't seen him. That's that's information and evidence we don't have. And so we can't work off evidence that we don't have. Uh, so that's where we are right now. This is red alert for David Bakhtiari at the very least this season. Um, and we have to at least be on a lighter, some a lighter, I don't know the colors. What are the colors? Someone help me out. Lighter alert. On This is like when I screwed up the DEF CON thing. Uh, uh, some other alert just on the radar for what the future of David Bakhtiari as a football player is. And and that is that is a pretty gut-wrenching place to be because he is as beloved a Packer as, as we have right now. All right, let's get into our conversation with Lily. Who are the players you're most excited to see in training camp? Who has the most to prove? What are the positions where there are actually spots on the line? And how did we get here? Let's walk back through the spring into the summer to set up Packers Training Camp 2022. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Bob. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Wachowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. The number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today on the show, Lily Zhao is here for another rousing edition of everyone's favorite games. How you doing? And so we will walk through the offseason. 
We will walk through um, what we're excited about with training camp and just generally have fun because that is what Lily and I do. Before we get to Lily, today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, everything going on in the sports world. Bet Online has it with wagering information, live betting, esports, scores. You want to bet the Packers' future? I just saw Packers, Bills, future bet Super Bowl. If you like the Packers to win the Super Bowl, don't bet them at whatever, 12 to 1. Bet with the Bills, who are the favorites in the AFC, and get, I think it's 28 or 33 to 1. Those are odds that now you're getting some real value. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check on all of your favorite sports. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. Once again, we have the honor and the pleasure of asking everyone's favorite question. Lily Zhao from Fox 6 in Milwaukee is with us, which means we have to ask the existential question. Lily, Zhao, you doing? Peter, it is phenomenal to see you. It's been a while. Um, it's, it's the summer. The summer here in Wisconsin has flown by super quickly, um, mm-hmm. but I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Zhao, you doing? I'm good. Um, a little, a little sweaty, but you know what? I would rather be a little sweaty than like have my teeth chattering and and be shoveling and doing all the things that you have to do in the winter. So we will take it before we talk Packers. And we're going to do plenty of that. You and I made a bet with the listeners Mm -hmm. that for every time we said, obviously (laughs) we would, we would donate money to charity. So from that count, from that moment that we decided that um, I counted 10 obviously's. So uh, I am personally going to donate uh, for those 10 obviously's $100 to um, Adrian Amos's um, Alzheimer Research Foundation and Lockdown Packers is going to match it. Um, anyone else that that wants to do that, um, we would love it. Uh, and let us know if you're going to do that. Um, let's raise some money for charity. I just wanted to, to get off the top of that. So thank you for being a part of it. Um, thank you for having the same sort of verbal ticks that I do that made that possible. And, uh, I just wanted to, uh, to get that announcement out there. Yeah. And I would love to donate as well. So we'll, we'll talk after the show. Okay. We will, we'll, we'll figure it all out. Um, yeah. and anyone else that wants to be a part of this, um, let us know and, and, um, we'll, we'll get it all organized there. So, I wanted to check in with you um, because it's been a long off season and we're in that part of the off season. That is the longest because mini camp very much in the rear view OTAs even further in the rear view and now training camp, not quite here. Um, and there aren't a ton of position battles for us to like dig into in the nitty gritty. So just let's back up since we haven't talked all spring what were the the storylines that you were following through OTAs and mini camps that you were really like, okay, I want to, I want to see this. I want to figure out this. What's the plan on this? What was, what was catching your attention about the Packers spring? Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the big obvious answer is wide receiver. What's that going to look like? And I, we can talk about it ad nauseum and, and they've got a good group of guys coming back and those draft picks outside of that. I was looking at, okay, who's going to be protecting Aaron Rodgers up front starting five. What's that going to look like? Uh, another big storyline is that defense. I mean, it, they've really, really put stock in this defense. Aaron Rodgers said it. We, when you look at it at paper, this defense looks like it's going to be championship caliber. Can it translate on the field? So I just think is, is this a defense that can carry this team? Because this offense has kind of been this, 
not really in this gray area, but there's no Devontae Adams. There might be more running back packages that we might see this fall. Is it going to be an offense that has a chip on its shoulder that has to kind of really prove itself this year where the defense is more solidified? So I just was kind of looking at those overarching storylines and then Aaron Rodgers and that man bun. Um, if you saw him playing uh, golf this weekend, there was a bet with Charles Barkley. Uh, if if Rodgers beat Barkley, that man bun's staying, and it is. So having him back, knowing that he's solidified in Green Bay, you know, that that part of the team is good. But, I, you know, just in terms of the overarching storylines of if can this team be better in all three phases and speaking of the third phase um rich pisaccia from all intents and purposes lives up to the fiery uh guy that i think you know a lot of people thought he'd be coming in so i'm really intrigued to see what that unit looks like as well a lot to follow uh despite the fact that there isn't a lot of like i said position battles to to think about i think there are a a lot of interesting things that that we can learn in training camp i did a show a couple weeks ago about the things that we can actually learn versus the things that we'd like to learn like who's aaron Rodgers going to be throwing the ball to like we know the names we don't really know the pecking order um when the Devonte adams trade happened i don't think we've talked on the record since that's happened your your first reaction was what it was, I think I was like a lot of people. It was like, oh my gosh, you know, Devontae Adams and the Packers are no longer like together on the same team. Because when I came to Green Bay, that was, I think, his second year in the league. And so it was that that year where he struggled and I saw him, you know, really progress into, you know, the potentially Hall of, well, one day Hall of Fame wide receiver that he will be. So it's just weird to say that I, you know, we won't see him in the green and gold this this season on the field, but I will say just, you know, in terms of getting, you know, having the chance to cover him, um, he was a great guy with the media. Like we had a great rapport off the field. So I'm going to miss that for sure as well. Um, So, you know, definitely like, oh, can't believe it happened. But when you look at the reasons of why he wanted to, you know, get traded and why he was, you you have to say, okay, it's for his family. He wants to be closer to home, wants to play for a guy he loves and Derek Carr. So I'm I'm fine with it. I know fans, I'm sure now, you know, settled down more with the decision, but just still stinks that you're going to see him with the Raiders this year in that black and black uniform. Yeah. Wash your hands, wash your butt as an (laughs) all-timer. Yeah. And I I think uh, that was, was that the week of the Seahawks game? The playoff game? Was that when he said that? Yeah. Cause that was, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, wash your hands. Every team was sick that that playoffs, and then Brian Bulaga got sick and ended up missing the game, game time decision. We were like, oh my God, wait, Brian Bulaga's not going to play because he's sick? Yeah, that was, I remember that day vividly though, because I remember I was there when he said it, and I was like, you know, that's going to be an all-time quote one day, and it still is. <laughs> iconic, iconic stuff from Devontae Adams, yeah. not just iconic on the field, iconic off the field. I, I think that's the thing that that made it so startling was he had reached that level of, Anytime receivers on other teams would, you know, be agitated. Anytime there was a story about Odell Beckham Jr. or Antonio Brown, um, Packer fans would go, oh, thank God we have this guy. And then for it finally to get to that level, you're like, oh, I I don't think it undercuts any of that. I think he was the guy that we saw be a professional for, you know, as long as as he was. But I think there are going to be some fans who went, was that, were we misled by that? I don't think that that's the case, but I've seen that out there that people thought that it ended up being kind of an act. And I, I think that's nonsense. I hope ultimately our remembrance of Devontae Adams is that he was a great player in Green Bay who made a decision for himself. And that, you know, the next time we see him on the field, the response will be overwhelmingly positive. Um, when he he was talking about wanting to be somewhere else, 
there was some inferences drawn that this was about Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers' future in Green Bay. When you saw those comments about wanting to build something and build his legacy and all that stuff, did you immediately think of the Aaron Rodgers succession plan and, and that it reflected in some way on Jordan Love? In a way, yeah, because, you know, he had to uh, he had to go and say, you know, I do love Jordan. He's a great person, good player. But, you know, he did reiterate he wants to have a Hall of Fame career and that's going to come with playing with a, you know, one day Hall of Fame quarterback. Not saying Jordan Love can't be that. Um, but looking at where Aaron Rodgers is and and how many years he has left in the tank, it would behoove Devonte if he wants to keep playing for X amount of years past what Rodgers will be playing to have a solidified quarterback on the field. He had an opportunity with his old college buddy, you know, got a great contract out of it. So you have to believe that that, you know, played a part of it, of his decision. And, you know, we know Aaron Rodgers is not going to play for another 10 years. We don't even know if he's going to play past the next two. So, or even the next one, the next one. Right. So, you know, you have to think that that did factor into his decision. And I don't think it was a knock on Jordan love at all, but you know, when he's already got a rapport with Derek Carr and you bring a big contract out West or closer to home, it makes a little bit more sense. It does. All right. We've got, we've got fans going, we've been over this. All right, move on, move on. I get it. But this was just my own notification. I wanted to hear your input. Um, and so I, I'm glad we were able to do that as we look forward to training camp. Um, I gave a list of players that I, that I was really excited to see guys. I wanted to see with the pads on, because that's a big difference. When we finally get to see these guys, camp opens in you know less than two weeks now. Who are the the players or player you are most excited to see and and say, okay, let me get a glimpse of what this guy looks like in person. I'm probably going to give some obvious answers. Um, That's okay, but it's I think it's I think it's warranted because they were drafted high for a reason. You want to see what the Packers got in their draft picks. So a Christian Watson, even a Samari Toure, the seventh rounder, Aaron Rodgers gave a lot of praise to you a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Those guys, a Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, what can those guys do? Especially the guys on the defensive end with the pads on, because you were drafted high for a reason. Can you produce? And I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see how a Christian Watson does do because he's, he's got the size, he's got the speed, can he really pick up this NFL offense? I think it's going to be really fun to see him with Rodgers and kind of uh, and trying to learn that playbook and learn from guys like Allen and Randall. Um, I think those 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 top pick guys are the ones I'm looking at because you're they're drafted that high for a reason. Can they produce um, on the offensive line? I love a Sean Ryan, the hair. I mean, you just embrace a Packers offensive lineman. I want to see what he can do. You know, can he play all five positions? Can he you know body some of these defensive linemen? Um, those position battles in the trenches is going to be fun to watch. He, there, there. This is going to be controversial. There is a battle on the Packers for who has the biggest thighs because Sean Ryan is a massive lower body human being. He is he he is bootylicious. He's, and and AJ Dillon is going to have something to say because he looks somehow even bigger. He looks even thicker with like three C's. But Sean Ryan lower body is incredibly big. Um, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned Sean Ryan, who, who I'm very excited to see as well. Very excited to see at family night, very excited to see in the preseason. Um, we don't get to know anything about offensive and defensive linemen in mini camps. There's like next to nothing to be gleaned because the pads aren't on. So I'm, I'm so glad that that was a name that, that you brought up. Um, Zach Cruz over at Packers wire had an interesting article the other day about players with the most to prove. 
Um, and and I I put together a list that was sort of similar guys who who might be in in battles for their jobs. Are there are there guys that you think are are really feeling the pressure this year to either perform because they want a contract, perform because someone was just drafted, or perform because their legacy is on the line? I'm thinking in particular someone like Aaron Rodgers. Like, like I think quietly there's a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers this year to perform. Yeah, I agree with you there because again, when you look at the the drought between their last Super Bowl, it's been a decade plus. He wants to get back, signs a massive contract. This team is investing in special teams and defense. I mean, this is the perfect year to get them there if they can just get over that hump. Um, you know, outside of Aaron Rodgers, who I know, you know, always comes in and they want to win every game. I do believe a guy like if you're looking on offense at Josiah DeGuara, I think he's got a lot to prove. Big you know, one. it's it the tight end's a very big position. You gotta know how to, you know, block, you know, and, and without Robert Tunyon and whenever he does come back, there's gonna be that void at tight end of, you know, outside of Mercedes Lewis of can Josiah DeGuara learn this playbook, be comfortable on the field, and have Aaron Rodgers trust him? Um, you know, we've seen him make some really good plays, and there's just like some inconsistency there. So I think he's got a lot to prove this season in terms of saying, I can stay on the field consistently and make these plays for the offense. And then I think, you know, looking defensively at Darnell Savage, I know he's had a really good, you know, end to the season, but, you know, can he produce as well? Because that that defensive back group is, I think, stacked. So can he prove himself as well? I think he's going to be a, a guy to look at, but um, it's going to be really fun to see because, you know, it, it's not a bad problem to have talking about talented guys trying to prove themselves versus I don't know if we have any talent on this team. So I think it's going to be fun. It is a, a champagne problem for sure yeah. to say, okay, well, which, which of these good guys can be great or which of these guys who has a lot of talent can really manifest that talent into something on the field. Uh, by the way, Darnell Savage, Josiah DeGuara, both on Zach's list. Um, so I, I don't know that that yeah. Savage would be on my list only because I think he's shown me enough. I think he's going to get the contract. I think they're going to extend him and do all that stuff. But what, what I will agree with is if he plays well, this defense is going to be like one of the five best defenses in the league. Like if Darnell Savage, play, I think he's the X factor of this defense. If he plays well, this, the, there is no limit to how good this defense can be from a talent standpoint. So I'm really excited to see that. Lily, let me get you out of here on this. You've been doing some traveling this summer. <laughs> yep. We, we check in with you. You are our, our culinary correspondent in a way. So what have you eaten lately that, that you have really enjoyed, that you've really liked? We see the we see the the Instagram posts, some some beautiful locations, and also like you know Milwaukee. There's some good food in Milwaukee, so like let me know what what have you had recently that you've liked? Oh, that's a great question, Peter. I okay, I had some. Have you ever heard of, heard of? I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. It's agua chile, agua chile. Have I have heard, heard of it, but I've never had it. Phenomenal. Um, it's like a ceviche kind of dish where it's you know shrimp and. Um, there's like chili sauce. I had that. It was phenomenal. Sounds wonderful. Sounds delish. Um, I haven't really had anything out of the box outside of that. Well, that's not really out of the box, but um, I had some tacos. I've had a grilled lobster, which, Ooh. come on. Ooh. I mean, Ooh. I was going to go all out and have a grilled lobster. It was phenomenal. Um, what else have I had? Uh, some good, like, just good steak. Cause when it's the summer, you got to grill. I, listen, I'm making steak tonight. So you, oh. you are preaching to the choir on that one. Um, this is what, that was one of the first things suburban dad, Peter, one of the first things I needed to do was like remaster the grill. I had, you know, gotten 
some 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 like meager chops. I worked at at Ozaki Country Club for a summer um, in the in the kitchen, and I was uh, making a lot of stuff there. But I had to ribs. I had to get the ribs down. I had to get the barbecue chicken down. I had to do the steak. Now my next my next step is like, okay, I got to figure out the smoker thing. I want to make brisket. I want to make pulled pork. I want to do all that stuff. I I haven't even attempted to do that. So anyone out there, if you have recommendations on products, on recipes, on, on things I need to try to make, please hit us up um, on YouTube. Hit us in the comments, on Twitter, wherever. Um, and uh, Lily, we will have you back um, very soon. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Peter. All right. I want to thank Lily for joining the show. Awesome as always to be with her. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter gives you answers on only the parts that they have in their warehouse. You have a computer with access to Rock Auto at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more from a chain store or car dealership? For example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump, 353 at a chain store. It's 216 on Rock Auto. Who couldn't use an extra some odd $100? Why would you just throw it away when you don't have to? Rock Auto can just save you the money. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. Now go make your second listen Locked On NFL. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. We're back at it. This is this is go time now. Every day we will have a show for you. Yes, we will be breathlessly going through all of the news out of training camp, trying to parse what's going on, what's happening. Are the Packers going to make another signing? Um, unfortunately, there will inevitably be injuries. We will talk through all of it. Who are we excited to see? Who's impressing? Who is disappointing? All of that is coming up. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. Subscribe on YouTube. Like us on YouTube. And The Leap is back too. So go subscribe to The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. <laughs>